Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guest is Mark Reinfeld, and he has been an entrepreneur for 20 years in the plant-based culinary world, starting as founding chef and part owner of Blossoming Lotus Restaurant on Kauai, voted best restaurant on the island. He's published eight cookbooks and taught home cooks and chefs internationally for over 20 years. Welcome. Hey Shane, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, that's quite the bio you have. You've done a lot of stuff, so I'm very interested uh, in <laughs> chatting with you. So tell us a little bit of, about your backstory and where you're at today. Um, well, thanks for asking. I, my plant-based journey started, uh, well, my culinary journey started uh, many years ago when I was a child. My, I always loved cooking as a kid, and my grandfather was this renowned chef and ice carver in the 50s. He did carved ice until his dying days in his 80s from a wheelchair with an oxygen tank and a chainsaw wow. he was a very uh colorful character he did like a life-size michelangelo's david for a gay club in fort lauderdale he was, he was very eccentric and he had an early influence on me and my love of cooking uh i actually went to law school for a semester uh i graduated college and took a year off and i traveled through uh I hitchhiked from Amsterdam to Berlin, was in Berlin when the wall came down, was in the Prague during the revolution and Yugoslavia. And then I was on a, made my way to a kibbutz in Israel where I started to connect with the animals. Uh, and that's when I became uh, plant-based at that time. I did a semester at law school, realized that wasn't the path that I wanted to take. So I moved out West and I landed in uh, San Diego started working in a health food store called Jimbo's in the kitchen and just really loved being creative with the food. And I'd become vegetarian then and became vegan during that time as well. So my whole professional culinary career has been plant-based. After a few years of working at Jimbo's, I branched off and started uh, something, a consulting and personal chef service called the Blossoming Lotus. So I guess that's really when my entrepreneurial journey began. That was in uh, 1998. And I started servicing corporate accounts in uh, New York City, Credit Suisse, First Boston, and the Peninsula Spa in Aspen. And then I, I went to Kauai, Hawaii on a two-week vacation and wound up staying for eight years. I think it's one of the longest recorded two-week vacations uh, in history. And we opened up uh, the Blossoming Lotus restaurant. We had a juice bar and bakery. We uh, worked with a dozen farmers over the island, or we would do vegan luau's for 200 people with fire dancing and drumming. It was a pretty amazing experience. Uh, we also started publishing cookbooks then. So we did vegan fusion world cuisine, which encapsulates somewhat my food philosophy of celebrating the cultures and the wisdom and the sacred sites from around the world. Uh, went on to do uh, several other cookbooks. Uh, and at that time, I also started doing, uh, we did close a restaurant in 2008. At that time, I started traveling internationally, doing 10 and five day trainings where I would train home cooks and chefs in the art of plant-based cuisine. Mm -hmm. Did many of those uh, around the world and did uh, teacher trainings and a plant-based chef certification program. 
Uh, recently, we're catching up to recent times now, we had a school here in Boulder that closed during COVID. Uh, and since then I've been shifting to virtual. So I've been doing virtual chef trainings and uh, programs with my wife, who's a vegan naturopathic doctor under the doctor and the chef. So showing others how easy it is to create plant-based cuisine that uh, tastes good is one of my personal missions in life. Right. That's amazing. What a great, back, great backstory and, and, and to where you're at today. So where you're at today, how do you find then moving from, you know, more to an online business now, you know, because before you were a lot more physical, more kind of hands on. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a same teachings, but different business model. Yeah, it's actually worked out really well. And, uh, you know, part of this for me on the entrepreneurial side is just looking for that balance of family life. I have two two young kids and uh, it's been a really good, good change. And I, my core program is this four week intensive where I'm live in the kitchen for four hours a day for five days a week. So it really has the feel of being in the kitchen with people. And it's been, right. been a great format. That's amazing. What do you find? What, 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 what's one of the biggest challenges of that, of you doing this type of business right now? Uh, I mean, there, there is no being in the actual kitchen and tasting the food together is right. you can't top that, but the really the, the, that's the one downside uh, but being able to reach people from all over the world and just like, again, like that lifestyle balance uh, has been a real, real gift. So, yeah, I'm sure everyone, most people have had to do some kind of shift towards more virtual over the last few years. So it's part of the resilience factor yeah. of it all. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I, I do a lot more. I was always we did a, even back in the day because, you know, seven years ago, I started the Compassion Movement. We were vlogging and doing stuff all over and those shows went quite big so I was always pretty good online but uh you know now I'm doing like so much more even online and you know when I used to have physical locations you know there's just you're always there going to stuff and I kind of am enjoying more of the uh being at home more going you know more you know it's just a different lifestyle it really yeah. is yeah it's a lighter touch I think and for yeah. me carding I'd be carding ingredients and equipment a lot of times like for my because I would pretty much I would land I consider myself like a ninja chef like you could drop me like in a kitchen with like scotch tape and a butter knife and I'll figure out a way to uh to make it work so but I would be carrying like my Vitamix in the suitcase or a bunch (laughs) of spices so it's definitely lifestyle wise this works out (laughs) (laughs) where do you think um vegan food is going you being a chef do you like the way it's going because it's you know you being vegan for quite a long time me too it sure changed a yeah. lot yep totally yeah about 1990 was when i started making that shift towards plant-based and i'm elated beside myself with the direction it's going in. i think in terms of just like the mainstream acceptance vegan isn't a four-letter word in a lot of communities where it was before I know there's a there's a tendency for people to look at like the highly processed alternatives that are coming out. And I, I'm I'm in this, I like to say just as a background, like people who embrace the lifestyle, it's like usually one of three main reasons that I like to compare to like three different doors that go into the same room. So 
your health or medical door, environmental or sustainability door, or animal welfare door. Once you're in the room, though, you learn those are the reasons. Hmm. For me personally, I went through the door number three, the animal welfare door. So for me, the idea of people eating less animal products, even if it's not as healthy as, say, a whole food plant-based diet, I'm, I'm just very happy with, with the trends in that direction. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm on that route too, because, you know, I started in the fitness industry and when I went, when I was writing books for me, it started with health. So I was trying to get more energy, trying to keep my blood cleaner, understood acidic and alkalinity. So for me, it started that way. And then people, when they get around me, they kind of change over just because they see I operate at such a high level and they want that energy. So they're like, okay, maybe, you know, I should try that. And of course, then I moved into the other three different, uh, uh, different areas. Uh, the one that was still hardest for me. And that's because I had such a massive wardrobe of non-vegan stuff, like, you know, lots like, you know, so for me now, it's like, I choose more consciously now as I do, but I still had a $10,000 wardrobe that had all the, you know, like everything you name in it. And yeah, fortunately there's like for me in my classes and trainings, the vegan police are never present. So for me, it's like just every, there's no card carrying vegans that if you have like a wool sweater that your aunt gave you or something, yeah. you know, so yeah. Totally right. Totally right. <laughs> and and that, you know, I see a lot of like hardcore vegans, even ones like I, you know, sometimes just look at their clothes because I see them going hard, but then I see what they're wearing. I'm like, okay, well, you got, you know, you may be careful there because, you know, <laughs> but uh, um, so, and there used to be, that was kind of the last area too that came along. There was no cool stuff to wear. Right. Totally. Right. You know, that was yeah. the other thing too. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you know, single trying to find a date and that, there was no clothes to wear. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> yeah. There's just like, one shoe store in the Lower yeah. East Side that I would go to that had vegan shoes. Yeah, totally right. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm with you too on the on the food. You know, I just look at it. It's like any type of food, meaning every industry you have healthy stuff and not healthy stuff. And you know, when I go out and I eat, say, a Beyond the Meat Burger at one of our main restaurants, type of thing. It's not like I'm eating that every day. It's like my right. treat when I go out. You know? Totally. Yeah, I refer to those as transitional foods because they can help you make a transition and yeah. take that edge off. Because like I consider everything I do under like the activism umbrella. And for me that like helping people show people that the vegan food could taste good yeah. uh, is a form of activism because we could talk all day about why people should eat vegan or plant-based, but if it doesn't taste good, it's not going to go very far. So I'm all about people not like depriving themselves, having, I'm a foodie, so I want to enjoy my meals. And so if I occasionally have the the vegan bacon double cheeseburger with the chili cheese fries, like (laughs) it just takes that edge off a little. So I'm I'm a kind of a fan of those things, not for every day, but. So well, last time I was uh, in, in LA, I, we went to this, this, uh, you know, just a mainstream restaurant and I ordered burgers and 
um, they were vegan burgers and, you know, everyone cooks them differently, obviously, and puts different stuff on them. Right. And the guys I was with like are meat eaters. Right. So I just gave it to them. Right. I didn't even, and they were just eating. And the one guy was like, he was like, I bet your burger's not as good as mine. Uh, and I'm like, cause I didn't even say anything. Right. I was just like, here's your meat burger thing. And here's mine, whatever. Right. And just started talking. And they were like eating. He's like, this is really good. And he didn't even know. And then I said, bro, that's like, the vegan he's like seriously it tastes like it's good (laughs) one of my buddies his wife would never eat a vegan anything and i was over and we made i made some vegan meatballs and spaghetti for for him and then she came back later and he she asked where it was and he said i just ordered it from the deli down down the street and she scarfed it down and then he told her that that's i love when that happens (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true right and you're 100 right i mean it's it's people got to enjoy the food. It's got to be able to taste good for them, and that's kind of even like the clothing for me. It, it you know even though I would switch over, I mean I just you know, but it I still want to look good. You know right. I still like I like uh, I'm you're I'm looking spot- pretty dapper by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I think we've got it. You know it's it's got to be there. If it doesn't taste good. It doesn't matter. You know, my grandpa used to always joke and say, are we going to eat that rabbit food again? Oh, really? So yeah. that's that's you have that kind of influence. That's good. <laughs> so um, so with your business, like what's your goal with it? Where do you want it to? Where do you want to you know, where do you want it to go? Well, like I mentioned, like for me, the training, the culinary education is the part where I feel like I love doing recipe development and chef training. Yep. Uh, and just showing people, like you might have heard this uh, ancient Chinese proverb, if you give a person a block of tofu, you feed them for a day. But if you show them how to roast and season the tofu, you could feed them for a lifetime, something like that. You might might have heard a variation of that. Yeah, I've never heard. I like it with the tofu. I've never heard it that way. Of course, <laughs> I heard the fish one, but that's cool. They they hijacked it. Originally, it was tofu. <laughs> but uh just like, so I've developed these online trainings and like uh, my wife, who's a vegan naturopathic doctor, we have a program called Nourish Your Life, which helps people sustain a plant-based lifestyle. And we're actually participating in like uh, a trial study on diabetes reversal using like plant-based foods. And oh, cool. there's a big gap. The how-to gap is still really huge and like people like may want to eat healthier, but they don't know how to do it. So that's where I see this going more virtual with different types of subscription services and cohorts. And we're starting to enter more into like the hospital system and the healthcare system where doctors are like, they have 15 minutes to see a patient and tell them, I know a lot of plant-based cardiologists and oncologists that are wanting to recommend this, but they kind of send people off and leave them on their own. So yeah, that, that's been my focus these days. That's cool. I, be, I believe that that's a massive space because I think what, what is, well, I know what is lacking is the main question that I get from a lot of people that want or trying to eat healthier that way, they don't have any clue what to make. And, and I'm, you know, I work out all the time and I carry a lot of muscle. And so everybody in the gym, I'm bigger than most of the guys and they nice. can't believe I don't eat meat. Awesome. I right. Love <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so they're always asking me, well, what do you eat? Like, what do you eat? Uh, and they're like, are you on steroids? I'm like, no, I'm not on steroids. <laughs> right. That's cool. Yeah. This series that we call nourish your life. I start with like 
point to the kitchen. Like, there's a kitchen. This is a knife. This is a sharp end of the knife. This is how you hold the knife and kind of walk people through. And uh, my style of recipe development is what I call a template format. So I actually show people the underlying formula of a recipe. And I could give someone 10 recipes and show them how to make like hundreds and even thousands of recipes using those uh, basic formats. So that's kind of my oh, that's cool. patented teaching style is a template recipe format. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love that because it, it's true. You need the different variations because even me, like I'm Googling tofu. Like what, what's more different ways that I can make with it, you know, and like taking me time and, you know, just stuff yeah. like that. Right. Cause you start to get used to making it a few ways and then you're like, okay, this is kind of getting boring. Like I got to, you know, figure something else out it's here. Right. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm not the best cook. I mean, there's no, I mean, I'm not a good cook at all. You know what I mean? And so for me, well, it does, I'll, I'll, a few sessions with me and I think uh, you, you I, might change your tune. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'd be able to like rock, walk, rock around a kitchen. I wouldn't mind that. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, um, so are you, are you, are you guys planning on like staying? Do you want to stay at like, you know, your home now you're building a business. Do you want to stay like small or is your goal is to be like a million dollar type of business with trainings and stuff like that? So, yeah. I'm into like the high impact uh, you know, the high impact approach. I think there's a lot of room for scalability and another, like as an entrepreneur, as you know, like you need to have more than one thing in your uh, yeah. toolbox. So I do a lot of consulting and corporate consulting and recipe right. development and chef trainings and in with some, like I've done trainings with like Sodexo and Aramark and uh, Compass okay. Group through Bon Appetit. So yeah. I'm, I'm really into like the global impact. I'm really mission driven and motivated. You know, there's a lot of ways of looking at it, the health way, the environmental way. I think we are, there is like a little bit of the ticking time bomb thing going on yeah. environmentally yeah. too. So I see it as really important. You know, I, I definitely put in the activism category. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I've come around, you know, I, I, um, you know, recently I would, for me, I'm, I was always been really good at like growing the back end of businesses, operations, right. online stuff, building right. teams, just like super good at that, right? Making money type of stuff, right? Nice. And so I, I can't, I, I decided, you know, we were, we're, I would consult with a lot of other businesses, but I said, you know, let's just go in and start helping vegan and conscious businesses because mm. that's, if I can even help them run their business 2%, 5% better, that's a heck of a lot on their bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, and if I can do that, then we're changing the world too. And I know I got the skill set to help them become a hundred percent better CEO of running the business. Nice. So that was the same thing I kind of looked yeah. at and I'm like, Oh, if I'm going to, you know, make a mark in different areas, you know, from podcasting from this, how are the ways that I can make the mark with my skill set that can actually do something in it? Yeah, well, it seems like you're you're crushing it, so that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing it because I do think I mean when people if you delve deep and you really see the impact that animal agriculture is having on our planet in terms of our health, the social costs, the environmental costs, the kind of yeah. cruelty factor, the factory farming. I think it's one of the more pressing issues of our time. So I've been really devoted to this kind of cause for, for quite a while. That's amazing. I so agree. I mean, people don't understand the scope of it. You know what the, 
the pushback, the one question that people always say to me, and it's the one the most, which I was always, I'm always surprised with. They always say, well, if we stop killing the animals, we're going to have too many animals. That's the number one thing that they say to me, meat eaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the breeding that we're doing insane amounts of breeding. I don't know if you saw about that, the factory in China, they're building a pig slaughter factory that's like, going to do like a million pigs a year or something it's like oh i haven't seen that that's nuts yeah it's and yeah if you stop the breeding then there'll be a natural you know at least one cycle of of their lifetimes you know but it's not going to perpetuate it yeah yeah i always i always laugh at that because to me it's just such an uneducated statement yeah yeah. You know, and 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 it's like me going to the gym and saying well how do you build that muscle if you don't eat meat Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, that's an easy one. I'm like, well, I'm like the gorilla. Do you know what? Do yeah. you know if a gorilla eats meat or not? And they're like, oh, I, I, a lot of them don't know. I'm like, it doesn't. The gorilla doesn't eat meat. Right. I usually direct people to veganbodybuilding.com also, and just right. like the you know the everything now or the Game Changers movie that's just yeah. like really killing that stereotype. Yeah, hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so, you know, give us a little feedback, like, cause you're really into like, you know, the, the animals and all that, you know, um, just where do you think all that's going? Do you think we're, we're do you think we're making progress? Do you think if we look back 20 years from today that there's going to be a lot less killing of animals? There's like, where, or do you think we're even making progress? Uh, I'm, a I have an optimistic streak in me, uh, you know, the eat right for your blood type yeah. side. I have a B positive. Uh, I attribute my positive attitude to my blood type of B positive with the, no right. offense to the B negatives. In the yeah, audience, so. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think, I mean, just the amount of awareness and change that we've seen over the last 10 years to me is staggering and just the number of people embracing it and the new food technologies and I, I do feel like it's headed towards a brighter future that's my uh at least that's the vision i'm holding for all this i just watched that documentary the other night called meat mm. have you watched that not yet and it, so it's the it's the it's the guy that created the first growing meat lab mm. cell-based mm. meat and you know, why they did it and why he did it and the backstory and, and, you know, and, and it's an animal. I mean, the, the, to be able to try and pull that off the, the cost of it is, 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 you know, it's phenomenally crazy. Mm. What do you mm. think about that growing meat in labs, cell-based meat? Yeah. I'm not a big fan. I mean, it's like, I, for me, anything that just like per the slaughter of innocent animals, like, minimizing that is to me there's positive to that the this the the lab grown if it accomplishes that i don't think i would ever personally eat it but uh i guess the jury's out on like the impact that it could have but i i think it's probably heading in that that direction i mean we just the planet is only so big you know yeah so. yeah yeah and that you know that's the that's the thing too. It was interesting because they had 
some people tasting it like that were like meat eaters and even like scientists and just all different types of people. Um, and the one thing that they all said was that they found that the one thing that they didn't find in the other stuff was that it had the chewiness of real meat. Mm, mm. So I found that kind of like, you know, interesting. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it was just like, okay. And, you know, I, I mean, the more I've researched it and stuff like that, and I'm like you, I'm like, wow, you know, is there any way to do it without, but if, if there is no other way, and I guess if you're going to switch that consumer to yeah. not killing animals and it, they actually really even feel like they're chewing real meat. Yeah. Uh, I guess it might be the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it seems like just with technology developments in all segments, you know, applied to like the food and the plant-based yeah. food industry. It's like, seems like it's a bell that like can't be unrung. <laughs> I guess it's like the Tesla of the meat. the day that you ever thought you would stop there was a day where you never thought you would uh stop riding a horse to get to where you are and now you got tesla (laughs) yeah totally a good analogy (laughs) Uh, uh so what do you what do you think um you know when you see people come in and you're you're working with people in your craft uh are people coming in very accepting? Is it mainly vegans that are coming in or is it flexitarians and plant-based? Like what types of people do you see coming in and, and, uh, and wanting to work with you? I call them the, the veg curious. So for instance, I had two retired San Francisco police officers do my last uh, training, my last four week training. One of them is just a foodie who retired and now he's doing bread baking and he wanted for his health to include more plant-based, but he wasn't ever thinking he would be vegan. The other one was doing it for health reasons. So I, I totally get the full spectrum. I've had hunters and cattle ranchers and actually someone taking this next training I'm doing is like a sheep farmer in Canada. So it's, it's I, I've seen it from the hardcore vegan activists tats all on their their arms to like hunters so and it's funny i have a test a video testimonial from the cattle rancher because i asked people to do video testimonials and i don't think she was realizing what she was saying but she's like well everyone knows it's better to eat less meat you know so it's like if a cattle (laughs) rancher is saying that you know that it's like the tide is turning yeah totally wow that's that's hilarious (laughs) and so do you find most come in for health reasons, environmental reasons, or animal kind of rights reasons? It's pretty much the health is still like the dominating factor. Right. And as you know, like just when you look at just heart disease, diabetes, even just heart disease, diabetes, and high cholesterol, there's just, it's like, for instance, Kim Williams, who is the president of the American College of Cardiology said, a cardiologist is either vegan or they haven't seen the data. And so Mm. diabetes, diabetes reversal, high cholesterol, like statins are some of the most highly prescribed medications and not everyone who goes plant-based can drop their cholesterol levels, but it is extremely, extremely common for people to go from the red zone to green just by making these diet and lifestyle changes. So I do feel there's way more of an acceptance in the medical mainstream medical community that plant-based 
can help like MD Anderson, like the guru of cancer research emphasizes eating more of a plant-based. So as that trend continues, I think it's just going to, it's going to impact more and more people like in the mainstream through that health and medical door. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, even when people around me and they ask, I said, you know, even take the word out vegan or plant-based or any of that. And I said, just think about it. It's pretty of a no brainer. If you eat more fruits and vegetables and whole grains, you're going to be healthy, whatever yeah. word you want to put. I mean, it's totally. no rocket science to that. Totally. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you know, so, uh, and then it's like, well, where do you get my, where do you get, well, then where would I get protein? Well, I'm like, well, the, the best answer I heard from that is we, we get our protein from the same place. Your protein gets its protein the plants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally. Right. Cause a lot of people have no clue, like even like legumes and certain beans and stuff have protein in them. Like yeah. they have no clue on that. Yep. Yeah. Most, I mean, my wife says pretty much everything has some amount of protein in it, even a tiny amounts, but like there are like that pro the protein heavy, like nuts and seeds and legumes that, uh, there there's also a meme that I don't know if you've seen it. It's like, it shows like a hospital wing with empty beds. And they said, this is like the protein deficiency wing of the hospital. It's like, there's no one in it. You know, no, <laughs> no one has it in an industrialized country like this. Right, right. <laughs> That's funny. So do you think, um, you know, you, you cooking, do you push people to eat healthy, more healthy? Or do you push them to be like, do a mix of stuff or you know, is your brand more like eating uh, healthy vegan cheeseburgers and healthy vegan fries? Okay. Well, my cheeseburger statement might uh, condemn me, but generally I do uh, more on the healthier side. Like but one right. of my books is called Healing the Vegan Way, which okay. has uh, like a lot of the leading plant-based doctors and nutritionists are in that all of the recipes can be adapted to oil-free and gluten-free so generally I'm on like the healthier side of the equation, but I do in my four week training introduce, you know, we do crepe Suzettes and uh, I do like the full spectrum, but yeah. I like kind of corralling people towards that whole food plant-based. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I like that, you know, and I think that that's the right way to go because it's like, if, even if you're not eating vegan, you know, but you're eating healthy, let's say, well, it's not healthy, I guess, but let's just say they think they yeah. are right. You know, if they're, you know, if they're having a, you know, something that's not unhealthy, like a treat, it's, it's, everybody's going to do that at some way. Yeah. So you might as, you know, it's like me, you know, if, if I'm going to have a, I'm not eating a, a, you know, a dairy free tub of ice cream every week, you know, like <laughs> or every day, you know what I mean? Right. Totally. But yeah. I might have a you know a treat on the on the weekend and and have that right. Yeah, of course. Yep, yep. But, but then I want it. But I also know if even if I was just going to eat that two three of those every day, I'd probably die faster than everybody. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who the moderation in all things, including moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Totally right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to put it. I think Carl Carl Young said that. <laughs> Where, um, uh, that's funny, uh, many people uh, on, on this podcast don't mention Carl Young. I'm, I have a, a training called Brainwave Synergy, and I was trained in neurolinguistic programming. It's oh, not, interesting. Yeah, so when you said that, I was like, never, I don't hear very few people bring that name up well, on this podcast. I was a philosophy major uh, 
in college. So oh, I tend oh. to philosophize. <laughs> awesome. I love Young's work, by the way. I love nice. his audio work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, what's your demographic? Uh, that's interesting because the typically it's been like the mainly women in their, you know, 40s, 50s or above. But this four week training that I developed is for really anyone who wants to take a deep dive into the plant based culinary world and techniques. And so I geared it towards people that want to go in the professional culinary world, but they don't know if they're ready to commit to like a longer one year full program. So right. this is, I'm getting people that just want to touch, taste the waters, like to do a four week training. It's approved for uh, 120 CE credit hours from the American Culinary Federation. So people who want to get certified as a personal chef uh, could get credits for that through this training. So I see anywhere from the millennials to the like 60 or so, 67, even, yeah, 60s to millennial, I would say. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you're actually training some people that come in that do longer, like they're really like taking your training and then to become like a full-fledged chef, correct, in the vegan space? Yeah. So this training that I developed, I do weekly one-on-one -on -one calls with people and just help coach them along the way. Like if they have ideas for a business or for, you know, where they want to go with their culinary career, we kind of chart out a strategy and action right. plans and people do. That was one thing with the school that we had people, the interest in people wanting to become professional plant-based chefs is is quite strong. Like it's definitely it? a growing, yeah, I was really surprised from all over the world. So those are kind of the tea leaves that that I read, but I, I like helping people. That's I, in the kind of resilience and the entrepreneur thing, closing the physical school and thinking like, how am I best able to serve and what what's the best way to utilize my gifts? Like I thought like as close to one-on-one -on -one mentoring, training and coaching as I could do, I really enjoy that because you could see people yeah. kind of advancing and helping them go where they want to go. Do many of them come out and, and when they're, you're seeing that they're more interested in, you know, becoming that type of uh, profession and chef, are they going to try and work for somebody? Are they interested in starting their own businesses or what do you see on that side? Uh, it's a combo of uh, like I have a lot of people are looking like at a registered dietitian, take the class, uh, health coaches that want to supplement their business with this culinary education. Right. And I think it's just it's just such a crucial tool, like where we are participating in this uh, pilot study uh, on diabetes reversal and there'll be plant based doctors and lifestyle medicine and they said they always left out the like the how to part. They would just leave, go hear some recipes and go eat healthy, you know, but the actual how to, like you mentioned that, that I think is um, an under underserved uh, population. Yeah, I, I agree too. I, you know, I'm, I'm always been good at, you know, picking businesses and understanding what's going to work and stuff. And I like that space hmm. of, you know, having that skill set, I think you could do a lot around it. There's many ways that you could take that skill set and build a brand around that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to shoot you an email offline when we're done with our podcast. 100, 100, totally. I totally. I'm like, I'm like, you, you, you're in like your passion's cooking. My passion's like 
figuring how to build stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm like the chef on the, I'm on, I'm just a different chef. Cool. I love it. <laughs> uh, so is it you? So, and your wife, you said is vegan too, right? Yeah. She's a, she's a naturopathic doctor. She went to a, a medical school in Portland and uh, for five years of rigor, rigorous program. And right. uh, we've, created something called the doctor and the chef and that's she does the basics of plant-based nutrition and I do like the how-to part so that's what we're doing in that that pilot study will be be with uh, Ashley Ashley Boudet she's also the last book we did was called the ultimate age-defying plan that I wrote with her because uh, I'm doing pretty good for 80 years old so I have to share my secrets <laughs> with the world totally right <laughs> totally <laughs> Oh, and I love that. That's a great brand, the doctor and the chef. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a journey, as you know. You know, the entrepreneur path is it's quite different <laughs> than than it's, others. It sure is. It sure is. You know, and I I always you know I don't try and push people away from entrepreneurship because I couldn't do anything else. But I tell yeah. people too, you got to understand it's one of the hardest things that you're probably going to do in your life because you got to actually learn a lot of different crafts yeah. inside the business. Like you're not just learning one craft. You've got to yep. learn how to market it and how to build it and how to strategize it. And, you know, there's so many things. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I think some people, if you're wired for it, I've been just in that mode for, for so long. And when I've had periods where it looks like I was going to shift towards more of a kind of, a job that it just I felt like my soul getting sucked out of me so I think it's just like yeah it's just kind of an inclination I would say yeah I, I couldn't I mean I haven't what's it been 25 30 I haven't probably worked for somebody for 26 years or 27 years or something wow. like that right so I, I wouldn't even I would have no start <laughs> I would have no clue like no clue where to start no I would yeah, I would, I would, you know, and that's where you find your passion. Cause I always say like, mm. for me, it doesn't matter. Like the more money I've made, it's just a bonus, mm. but I would way rather work for myself and make three grand a month than yeah. work for somebody and make 10 grand a month, like yeah. way rather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what, cause you, one of your things was just like that lifestyle balance. And I think like, you know, yeah, being able to have as much freedom over our time as we can to be with our family and other priorities. You know, it's, it's, uh, there, there's a, a huge benefit to that. You know, if you're drawn, if you're able to like be outside of the, the fence. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah, you have to work, put in sometimes more hours and stuff like that. But you no, know, I, I, I just, you know, I love the fact of even if I have to put in more hours, I still, get to go for lunch when I want, right? you know, and do stuff yeah. when I want. And if I totally. have a thing to do at night, I can schedule around it. I, you know, I don't have somebody telling me, okay, you got to go be here at eight o'clock, take lunch at noon and then leave, have coffee at three and then leave at five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, way rather put, I'd way rather put in 14 hours a day than eight and then, and not be told that. <laughs> way rather yeah i hear you so amazing so where can everybody find you at uh websites social media or anything like that 
everything's available uh, on my website, chefmarkreinfeld.com. Uh, and you could learn about the trainings that I'm, that I'm offering and consulting and coaching and things like that on the website. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. And that social media is all under that too? Yeah, all the links are there, the social handles. Uh, Vegan Fusion Institute is the uh, my social handle. So it's all, it's all up there on, on the website. Cool. Awesome. Well, everybody go check them out. And also, I, I know people listening will want to learn how to... Uh, uh, make better food better and, and have more ideas to make food. Totally. Well, thanks, Sean. Uh, Shane, I really appreciate you having me on the show. It's, uh, it's great to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, you too. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. Take care. Bye-bye now. Take care, Shane. Be well. Thanks.